Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you today. I'm very excited to bring this to you. I got to play with ChatGPT for the first time, and uh, it helped me come up with this topic of the day. But before we get into that, I just want to uh, recommend that everybody you know, hit all the buttons, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, do all that good stuff so that uh, you get your little email in the morning every time we go live. Uh, secondly, none of us are doctors, so anything we do say is our own personal experience. And uh, if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, by all means, put them up in the comment section and we will bring them up and discuss them and go from there. Um, any thought? Well, Zach, good to see you again. We haven't had you on in a while. That's always good to have you on. Uh, Pat, good to see you here. We uh, we missed you on Thursday, but that was my bad for not getting that thing out to you early. No, no worries. Yep, glad to be here again. And Zach, this is our first time meeting, so nice to meet you here in the interwebs. Pleasure yes, indeed. Nice to see you, uh, Seb. <laughs> Seb. Seb and Sean were just uh, spelunking this morning as well, so we're lucky that they got back here and made sure we got back. <laughs> well, you're lucky we're back. Let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so um the topic today um what i wanted to actually get into i will just gonna make myself big here is the intersection between personal growth and the collective so let me broaden that out for you fleshed out a little bit so before we get into it totally um i was playing with chat gpt and i was trying to figure out you know what should we talk about we've talked about a lot of stuff over the last six and a half months and where do we go from there? So I entered some stuff into ChatGPT is what we've done, some of the different episodes, some of the synopses that we've gone through. And it came up with um, that the intersection between personal growth and the growth of the collective. So how much, and I, I liken this to, um, you know, there's taking care of yourself and then there's being selfish. And there's kind of a fine line in between that. And I think that that, also plays into the broader society um, as we move forward. Because if we're all just looking after ourselves, then society doesn't grow. But if we're only looking after the team, then we don't grow. And so I was wondering where you guys' thoughts lie in where that line is in between and how do we apply it forward? Any first thoughts right off the bat? And uh, you know, I, I, I could, I could, kick this something came to mind i was doing a podcast like two years ago and things were like volatile two or three mm. years ago it was like 2020 you know and mm. um and people were just uh consumed with the news and the media and everybody was believing all this crap that everybody was putting out you know because we were so susceptible to believing this malarkey mm -hmm. and i was on a podcast and uh the guys on there i won't mention the podcast but they were kind of full of gloom and doom uh, you know, they were talking politics and about how bad things were at this point of time and blah, blah, blah. And, um, they were trying to bait me into this, this, <laughs> this argument. There. And they said, Pat Mac, where do you stand? What's, where do you stand on all this stuff? What worries you? What is your main concern? And how worried are you about the next year or whatever? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not at all. I don't care about any of it because my objective as this topic is going here, my objective is to take care of me so I could take care of 
my loved ones. You know, I need to be able to take care of me so I can take care of my loved ones. I need to stay mentally uh, fit, physically fit. I need to, you know, make sure that I am financially sound, all this stuff. I have to take care of me so I can take care of my family. I don't care about it because none of that other stuff is going to slow me down. It's not going to deter from my primary objective of taking care of me. I don't care about that, that BS that's going on because it, it, it's not going to have an adverse effect on my personal growth. Mm, I like that. Well, all right. Cause uh, I'm just going to go check out of my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Call it done. What the hell? What do we do with that? Yeah. <laughs> We're done. That solves the problem. Yeah, let's all go home. What do you think, Sean? Any thoughts other than that? No, other I mean, check it out? That, that's how I feel. That yeah. is exactly how I feel. I mean, what else is there to say other than that? We can, we can build it out, which we will. We'll add nuance, which we will. But that is literally encapsulated how I feel about this thing. And speaking of personal growth and the collective... This isn't the first time I've thought of it. This isn't the first time that any of us have thought of it. Correct. This is not the first conversation that I've had about this subject. Uh, Seb, if I may, did we or did we not talk about this today? And I didn't even know this is what we were going to be talking about today. We, Seb and I talk about this on a fairly regular basis. It is in my head every single day. I think about these things all the time. It's just that this is the first time we publicly talked about it, I guess, on the collective, uh, as it were. So I'm, I'm loving uh, where this conversation is going to go because I know it's going to go in the right direction. Solid. So have you got any uh, initial thoughts? Yeah, I, Pat, you know, Mike dropped here. I, I agree with Sean. I mean, I was, I was solid and, and, I, and I embraced the exact same mentality and I always have for the most part in my adult life anyway. Um, you know, for me, it comes down to the three spheres of influence. I either have spheres, there's a sphere of influence where I can actually do something about things. I will worry a little bit about those things. There are the things that I have some influence over. I will, I will worry a little bit less about those things. And there are things that are completely outside my control and those things I don't even spend a minute on. So one of the, one of the, one of the constant is I can always focus on me to make me better to make me in line with my goals to make me go where I want to go and that in turns is going to help the collective but if I start spreading myself thin by going in all these other frivolous directions you know aimlessly because really let's call a spade a spade that's what was happening during the pandemic it was aimless whining going everywhere nobody had actionable items nobody had you know data of any substance and we were just going on about our lives bitching about everything well i wasn't i never adhered to that i don't believe in that it's absolutely counterproductive so um yeah i digress personal growth critically important for yourself critically important for the collective and whoever is watching so there's nothing selfish about it right i like it zach you got some thoughts right off the bat pat you nailed it <laughs> okay. well, well the, the thing is though it's it's like sean was saying you know um um how he was mirroring that uh that kind of thought process it's a lot easier said is said than done though you know, <laughs> to actually um you've got to learn not to give a crap about certain things and for I know for all of us at their points in our lives, we gave a crap about all of that minuscule BS. 
it, mm -hmm. it affected us adversely up here. And when it affects you here, it affects not only uh, your uh, personal growth, your personal performance, but those around you too, because it, it's now malignant. So you're having an adverse effect on everybody else as well. So it's a lot easier said than done. So I think a good uh, question is how, how can we tell people not to give a crap, to worry about, you know, to, how could we, if that's, if that were a mission statement, you know, uh, Hey, think about personal growth. How can you improve your being so that you can have a positive effect on those within your community or within your family? How could you make them better? So that, I think that's the question, you know, and, and, uh, and, um, sometimes I don't know how to tell people that I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, you got to learn how to not, how, not how not to give a crap. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's tricky. I think that what happens is people start considering um, what, what, what they are not going to care about. They never start considering what they should care about. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, it's, there's, there's two uh, pieces to that equation. You've got to figure out what you're not going to focus on. But then you've also got to figure out what you're going to focus on. And then when you're thinking about, well, what am I going to focus on? You have to delineate between, is it negative or is it positive? This stuff to the left, the negative stuff, get rid of that. Only focus on positive stuff. So you have to set a goal or a milestone or a event or a trajectory or a 10-year project that starts taking you in a clear direction of becoming a better human being. That to me seems to be the simple answer, but how to put that across to people, as Pat just said, that discussion is different for every single person who stands in front of you. It isn't a paragraph that you can just elevator pitch at the entire planet and everybody nods their head and says, oh, now I understand. So there, with each person, there is, there's a lot of complexity to put a simple point across. So if anyone, if we come up with a simple way to do this today, yay us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> if we could solve the, the questions of the universe in an hour. Yes. We'll get right on it. Zach, you got any thoughts? Sorry, gents. I just got cut out there, but there um, we can continue on. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple comments here uh, from Doxy right off the bat. Good to see you, Doc. Uh, it says, Mac is on point. We teach therapists that they can't help others if they don't have self-care. Many times a therapist, law enforcement too, that burnout is because they don't take care of themselves. I think this is key is that we can give ourselves, give of ourselves to a point that we wreck ourselves <laughs> and it can be quite challenging. So let's start with that. How do we make sure that we're keeping that in control and under wraps? So have you got some? Yeah, I do. So as human beings, we have a limited amount of bandwidth to deal with things. And the more we use it for frivolous things that are not serving the purpose, the more negatively affected we are. So one of the ways that I do with my the people I'm coaching or whatever the case may be, having the conversations for me is about making them experience what it feels like not to feel that way. It's kind of like having a toxic, being in a toxic relationship and you're the only one that doesn't know it. You know, mm -hmm. 10 years later, you, 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 you come out of that relationship, you spend one week out of it and you realize how bad you actually truly had it. And so now you're looking backwards going, Jesus, man, how did I not see that before? So what I like to do with people is say, OK, say if you have 
you know, the, an, a certain incline for a political to, to weigh in on political issues that you have zero control over. And uh, and it's taken over your life because you've responded to 900 comments in the last week and and you're fighting with everybody and you're freaking, you know. So what I do is I try to, to tell people to try not to engage. For example, I'm going to give you a, a, I'm going to give you three days where you're not engaging in political chatter at all like you're not posting you are not reading you are not doing any of that you have zero control over this try this and what you get to see and 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 realize quite quickly is that as soon as a person has experienced what kind of impact that negative piece of their life has it's way easier to convince them to do it other elsewhere so to speak Mm. And so I always start with something. And generally, as, as, um, as Sean mentioned, generally it's an individual piece because depending what the person is dead set on or, or really focused on, I will use that because I know that that's consuming them. And if it's consuming them, there is a part of them that's slowly dying by continuing to engage in this and they just don't realize it. It's not doing anything for them. So I will start there. Once they've felt or seen the light, so to speak, and they have felt what it feels like not to be harboring those negative emotions consistently as you're negotiating your life and your daily activities, they refocus the bandwidth that they normally would be wasting on other things that could be productive. And once you've tasted that, it's very difficult to go backwards. I like that. I like that a lot. Nice. Pat or Sean or Zach, any additional thoughts on that? No, um, I think- well, I keep looking at the term personal growth, you know, and, and what that means what that means for an individual, you know, because it's, it's a pretty, it's, it's a broad brush type of uh, term there, personal growth. Um, and I've, I've just got a few anecdotes where we could, we could take this, uh, in different directions, but, um, uh, you can, you can have a real good positive effect on somebody depending on how you, how you, uh, how you word it, you know, because words are powerful icons. So for, for instance, I like the, the, the notion of personal growth. And I think typically what we think about is, um, strong mind, strong body, that kind of thing, you know, for personal growth, you know, Mm -hmm. and then maybe a financial freedom, you know, those are, I think what come to people's minds, it's easier I believe to get on a track of positive personal growth, if you've got like a clear and concise type of mission statement, for, for instance, if you have a collective, if you have a family, you know, because in the Sentinel S mindset, you know, you're the agent in charge of your own executive protection detail. So I'll, I'll be on the range with dudes and um, I'll have those, you know, late thirties, early forties guys who are overweight, um, but I'll notice that their footwork is really good. And I'll say, Hey bro, what was your sport? What did you, oh, I was a, uh, you know, collegiate baseball player. I played, I played tennis. I said, man, your footwork is really, really good. You're not going to have that forever. If you could take off 30 pounds, imagine what you could do with that footwork. And then I'll say, Hey, do you have kids? Yeah. I have a nine and 11 year old dude. You got to be around for those kids in the next few years. You got to be able to play with them roughhouse this and that. I'll see that same guy a year later, 30 pounds lighter. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, so it's there's an example of how you can encourage somebody to uh, consider um, a uh, 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 
you know, the, for them to consider personal growth and how they can take steps to, to grow, uh, personally oh my god <laughs> well my you, tang got tumbled there i was thinking you, you, faster than i could talk yeah you said the two two important there's two important elements in what you just said which is right on point and pat i have literally said the exact same thing to other it's all men. about wording uh, man it's all, it, about, it's all about wording it is and what you are wording and how i have worded it in the past is you have to help the individual understand that you're they have to personally grow themselves in the thing that they're enjoying, but they also have to uh, uh, grow themselves in order to support their team to su so that their kids can start emulating a healthier lifestyle. So that you're there for your kids as a healthy human when they're in their teenagers and when they're in their 20s and 30s, when, when you need to go to their wedding and et cetera. You want to be able to enjoy those moments healthily with the family that's around you. But we're talking about a virtual family now where we're, we're trying to have that conversation about footwork and how to get a little bit healthier to support the team. And so uh, to take it maybe one step before that conversation, before you can even have a conversation with someone on their footwork, what I've just started to do recently, and, and it may be right, it may be wrong, I'm still using it as a, as a, preliminary filter to assign how this individual is doing mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'll just look at them in, in respect to how angry they are. If they're a really angry person and they're pointing their fingers at everyone else being the problem, the son's the problem, that guy's the problem, my car's the problem, I keep getting my neighbor and his dog, blah, 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 all the stuff. I mean, these are frustrating moments from time to time, but if you're getting really angry about it and if you're carrying a lot of anger, uh, to the point where you're, you want to burn the world down due to your anger. Well, before we even talk about personal growth, we've got to represent to them or help them understand or, or get them to realize that they got to drop the anger. Mm -hmm. To move forward, you have to ditch the anger. And how to do that, maybe we'll come up with some actionable items. But, you know, not too long ago, I just started encouraging people to smile more. Just freaking smile, bro. Right, Just right. have I'm a not, bit I'm more fun. I'm not buying it. We talked about it in the last podcast. I want you to smile. <laughs> Zach, okay. you have some thoughts? No, I agree with uh, you, gentlemen. But the other part is, you know, doing the things that are uncomfortable, the things that we don't want to do. Because, yeah, sure, we can find the things we do love and, you know, double down on it. But what about the things like getting outside? You know, when we're stuck to our phones all day long and we all know someone that will send us a bunch of political memes and you're like, I get it. Yes, we understand, but I can't do anything about it except engage with you in this. And and I don't want to engage in it. So how do we if we've made that decision to ourselves, how do we help others um, say, hey, you know what, maybe just step outside, absorb the sunlight, mm -hmm. get away from it for a second. How do we do it? Because you be clear four walls. That's it. Trap. Be clear on your position, no? I mean, everyone knows if the moment that they hit me up in a DM or whatever, and if, if it even whiffs of politics, religion, or blah blah blah, I ain't touching it. I'm just gonna reply with I ain't interested. And I'm also not interested in cat memes, so don't send me any of those either. Yeah. I won't I won't engage in the conversation because it is 
it, it's non-relevant to my life or to their life. If they want to talk to me about how to become a happier person, I'm going to engage in that. But I am not going to talk about things that are divisive and will drag them further through arguing with me, arguing that they want to talk about uh, whatever. And I'm going to say, no, clearly, I will not support that position, whatever your position is, mm -hmm. left, right, up, down. I don't care. I will not engage in divisive topics because there's many others who will and I won't. There's no winning. Nope. Yeah. No when winning. You, when, when you guys look at personal growth, did you guys grow through things in a delicate manner or were you hard on yourselves? <laughs> I, uh, you do realize who's on this panel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, some, uh, some, some directed hardship. on yourself to get out of the rut or the things that you were dealing with. What were some of the tools that you guys applied um, for the listeners that, you know, might not be... Dude, that, that's a great, <clears throat> that's a great question. I, I wrote an article years back and, um, um, I could, I could send it to you guys, um, sure. Please you know, do. Just, it, the link to it. Um, and it was, uh, I don't know, 20, 20 ways to get out of a rut. Um, because I've been in a rut, deep, dark place <clears throat> for a long time. Number one, like you were saying, get outside right the, the within the confines of a small room you know it, it, it's not a good place to be for mental health get outside you uh, i i take a page from my wife's book she has me grounding every morning so before anything before um i eat anything or or get on any social watch any news i'm outside bare feet on the grass walking around just walking around grounding so it's really good for the mental psyche um so that's one of them but i had a bunch of different ways one one is um a clean clean your crap up right so cluttered house cluttered mind that's another way to get out of a rut another one is grooming go gussy yourself up take a freaking shower get a close shave fix your hair put on something put on some clean clothes that kind of thing just just get just get gussied up you know it, that's a it, it, it'll do wonders for your psyche if you're in a rut just to just to get gussied up cleaned up um, eat a real good, healthy meal. You know, th there was a list, a big list of, of, of crap. One of them was crank up the metal. Of course, you got to crank up the metal to get out of a rut. Um, but it's a good article and I have to send it to you guys. Send Absolutely. me a, like a place to, for, to, to, or a reminder to send it to you. Right. I'm just yeah. sure going to write that. <laughs> dude I, I, I um yeah i've written a ton of different articles for uh, different magazines and um and i've got them all i've got the links here so yeah. that's one of them which is part of personal growth yeah i mean exploring something that you may or may not know you have a talent in right. and the only way to understand that is to put your foot across the start line and really what are you doing you're you're writing it for someone else but you're writing it to yourself. Right. And so this is how we move forward in the process is putting the foot across the start line to try and help the collective right. while also helping ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we could define, you know, there's several different paths we could go down with uh, personal growth, for instance. Um, and you just said it, right. You said one of them, Sean, you know, uh, and it's, it was mentioned here earlier too, you know, we're, we're very good at doing what we're good at. You, you have to get out of it. You know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
um, I think a, a good way to achieve personal growth is to learn new things, learn stuff. The more, the more, you know, the less you have to rely on other people to help you out of whatever bad situation or, or fixing crap. So learn new stuff is a big one. Another thing with personal growth is your relationship. You know, you, you've got to take a hard look at that. Is it visceral? Do you put your foot in your mouth? Do you treat your loved one like crap uh, periodically? You know, is there a lack of respect? These kind of things. Um, and then you got to be accountable for yourself. You know, you got to, I mean, that's a big personal growth. You got, you've got to, uh, you've got to own, you've got to own your mistakes. You've got to own your flaws. You've got to recognize them and you've got to figure out ways to make improvements. And once again, easier said than done. Those are hard. Those are hard to do, but, um, and sometimes, sometimes it requires a mentor or a third party to show you that hard love to say, you know, yeah, bro, well, you suck at this or you treat your wife like crap. You know, I've seen it firsthand, man. I've been to your house eating dinner with you. I would never say that crap to my wife. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, I actually had a friend of mine over for dinner the other night and we were, one, I was showing him around downstairs and I was like, yeah, so I'm fixing this and I'm working on that. And I just put this plumbing in and I'm now I'm working on these things. And he looked at me and he's like, how did how did you learn all this stuff and i was like well first off i was an engineer this part of the training but i i just do it right? right like if i'm running electrical and i run into a problem i'm like oh man i don't know how to do this and i hit up youtube or the googs or i call a friend who's an electrician and i'm like hey man this is where i'm at where do i go from here and then i'll try it and i'll either fail or succeed and you just keep working and i, I really love the fact that you brought up skill sets because i think that is a uh those are force multipliers right when you're in a rut yep. and you're feeling like uh like everything sucks and you can walk around like well i built that and i put that together and i oh i still need to fix this and it'll give you those little missions that you can put together and then start solving smaller problems rather than the, some of the massive ones that can hang over our heads um, micro wins right yep micro wins bingo Huge. absolutely any uh any other thoughts on this guy got a couple comments here i want to hit but Yes, yeah, so because it's relevant to what we're talking about right now. It was about an hour ago as we were speeding back to uh, the yeah. town that we're in right now. Uh, Seb was driving. I, did I say speeding? I mean, almost speeding back to the town that we were that we're staying in. <laughs> we were talking. Were we not talking about um, uh, maybe a Ford event uh, in respect to yourself? And we we were just all agreeing that. It doesn't matter how it plays out. It'll play out. But what is important is just putting that foot across the start line. And if it all implodes, it's still forward growth. You only get half an inch down the path. Well, that's a half an inch. And if it implodes a half an inch into it, big deal. You're half an inch further down the path. We are, human beings are resilient. We're highly adaptable when we're doing well. But the only way to get well is to engage in life and make a few failures, make a few course corrections, figure it out, recalibrate your own path, but get on the path of moving forward. And honestly, the rest just unfolds as it should, as long as you have your best intentions, you stay positive and you engage heading towards a brighter positive light. It all works out. Yeah, it's really interesting because people, 
we're wired for survival. So everything we do that's a little bit uncomfortable terrifies us from a forensic bi uh, psychology standpoint. It's, it's really interesting to see people that will jump in with both feet regardless, understanding that whatever consequences are coming as a result of that, and I'm not going to take chances example as you know, playing with electrical because that's something I definitely <laughs> would stay away from. But, uh, but, but, you know, like most of the things that we'll engage in have zero mm -hmm. serious consequences. Zero. But yet we, 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 we magnify the risk of harm in our head to disable ourselves in, in going in that direction where all we have to do is to realize whatever happens, it ain't going to be that bad. So I'm moving from anxiety to exploration. And it's kind of the same if you have like a big paper to write or if you have some work to do and you're procrastinating on it. What you soon realize is as soon as you've taken the crack, taken the step, sat in front of the computer and did the thing that you dreaded for six weeks, it took you an hour and a half and you were done. So you spent six weeks building up anxiety on account of what you weren't doing from what you thought was going to happen or whatever the case may be, instead of taking a step and going, hey, man, this was nothing after all. And now I can use my uh, re reallocate my, my bandwidth to something else that I feel exactly the same about and repeat, rinse and repeat, you know? I like that. I like that a lot. Any other thoughts? Oh, got a couple more comments. Are we good? Uh, it's, I do have to throw this in as well because Pat had uh, mentioned, you know, gussy yourself up. And I agree. Like if you put on um, a nice rig, uh, some nice, a, a nice suit, so you get yourself a fresh uh, shave and haircut and, and you're looking the part, it's, it's good, man. It's really good for your psychology. It's really good for your emotional state. It, it's a positive moment. However, I, I do have to uh, state this as a cautionary note. I mean, this doesn't apply to Pat. I mean, uh. he's, got a tight, he's got a tight haircut. But what Pat also brings to the table is this. He's a very three-dimensional human who's engaging in all the richness of life. So I have to say that you cannot... Uh, use a haircut as a proxy to working on yourself. Hmm. You cannot, you cannot like wake up in the morning and do nothing, but go out and get a haircut every day and feel that you've done something. Mm -hmm. That illusion of getting a haircut is not work. Work is work. A haircut is different. A haircut can reinforce how you feel about yourself. But if you're really angry and you know that you are subperforming, but a haircut makes you feel better momentarily, that's, that is not the process. The process is to get engaged in the process. And then the cherry on the top is getting a fresh haircut and feel like you're kicking arse. But before you feel like you're kicking arse, you gotta be kicking arse. Mm -hmm. So a haircut is part of it, but you gotta have a few other things in play as well. Yeah, Sean, do you, do you believe that we need to be kicking arse in the things that we're good at? Because oftentimes, you know, the self-esteem. So say I'm, I'm not feeling good today. Uh, do I really want to learn something new? Because I don't know it. I'll feel like a so-called idiot. So I don't want to get out. I don't, I don't want to get have out Have you seen my life? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you but know how you much I fail. You feel a certain way first to get to the next level of learning. No, you no. need to. If I can jump That's on it. quickly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, but... If, if, if your feelings have anything to do with it, 
you know you're going down the wrong path. And one of the exemplification that I use for this when I teach leadership courses, for example, and who here makes better decision when they're angry? Nobody raised their hands, obviously. Who here makes better decision when they're super, super happy? Nobody raises their hands either. Like emotions are cool. They give you a temperature to where you stand in space and time in relation to a certain event, but they're also conniving and survival mentality based, right? So everything that happens will create issues if you let it. So this has nothing to do with how I feel. I'm taking that out of the equation. How I feel isn't necessarily good for me. And I've spoken to this before. There are survival mechanisms that, the, that humans have. Take, for example, if you're a motorcycle rider and you're going around a corner and you start realizing you're carrying too much speed in that corner, what is the propensity of the body? Releasing the throttle. When you release the throttle, the bike stands. Now what? You're going straight where you didn't want to go. Right. So survival mentality, survival, sorry, survival mechanisms and the things that we are wired to do are not always helping us. But one one thing that does help us is to acknowledge the feeling and move on. I feel a certain way about this, but it's irrelevant. I need to take this step regardless. So that is the hard part. That is the work part. If you do things when you feel like doing them, where is the work? You're just taking the work out of it. It's kind of like when a guy says to me, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, you're not courageous then. <laughs> it had to be, right? So it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, I mean, if you, you know, anyways, I digress. But no, I appreciate those are my thoughts. Good. Thank you. Yeah. I think and it has Zach, to go. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. And Zach, I would add that uh, I do fail a lot. And to Pat's point, words are powerful. And I think you might have heard me say before that I pursue failure. And failures eventually get me to where I need to be. Failures create the outcome. I love failing at things, not love it like, yay, I failed again. But it, I know, the, I know the, the trajectory. I know what it requires, for, at least for myself, to be su semi-successful in things. And it takes failure. And some people are scared of failure. I love failure. I seek failure. The adventure that uh, Seb, uh, Seb and I were on this morning uh, out in some caving, I mean... Who cares how it turns out? If it went full sideways, if I had to fireman's carry Seb out or he had to fireman's carry me out, no one died, maybe a broken leg, whatever. Uh, but uh, it's a story to tell. It's a lesson that's learned. It's made us better human beings. We're more resilient for it. We face some adversity. We've, we're going to have a laugh about it, no doubt, as, as I'm watching the doctor put a cast on his arm or whatever. I mean, we're going to take a photo and we're going to tease each other over it. Where is the harm? It, even if it gets really bad, there is positive moments in failure. It's how we spin it in our heads. And, and rather than being scared to fail, I want people right. to seek to fail, embrace the failure, learn from the failure. It's the fastest way to move towards the, the, whatever outcome you want. Bam. Good, man. Yeah, yeah, I got so much to say on this topic. I know you want to get to some questions, but it's all good, oh, man. Hit it, buddy. Hit if it. you got something to hit say, it. hit me. What do you got? Well, you, with the, uh, on the failure thing, you know, it's a biological requirement that we humans fail. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a necessity, <clears throat> but we can't make that failure re a recurring theme. And we need to be we need to have the ability to fail quickly, not spend this much time failing, but spend that much time failing. Get over it, learn from it. Uh, but we because we need to learn from the past, prepare 
for the future, perform in the present. I had a conversation with a guy the other night, um, and he, we were talking about kids, and we were both children of the 70s. We were both born in the mid-60s, so we were children of the 70s. <clears throat> so everything was um, – and we were talking about um, – He's uh, this buddy of mine is a black guy, grew up in New York. I'm a white guy, grew up in Connecticut. And we both had, we were like, no way. Um, he had, he was, he went to like an all white school. I went to all black school. But <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I was telling him about personal growth and how important that was to get bullied, picked on, get your ass kicked periodically. You know, nowadays we, we're so uh, uh, hypersensitive about coddling and helicopter parenting kids because, oh, we don't want them to get bullied. I'm like, screw that, man. I want my kids to get bullied. I want them to get roughed <laughs> up, man. You know, because I think that's a huge part of personal growth. You know, how can you come, how can you come out of that? How can you develop yourself uh, out of that? And I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an important step in personal growth as a human being when you're a kid too, you know, to, uh, to, to fall flat on your face every once in a while, to mess crap up, to, to, you know, to feel those lumps. hundred percent. I've been and, teaching my, sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry. And, ahead. and as, as part of that, I, I believe the same path. However, like if someone is, I know you're a bit loose, a uh, uh, tongue in cheek to some degree, go get bullied. Right. I, I think there has to be some of that for sure. And in parallel, it's really good if the these kind of moments are occurring where there can be a mentor involved or someone who can help that person move through it in a way that isn't stopping the process from occurring, but is somehow easing the sting of being bullied, as it were, or that, you know, when a kid falls on his face, I, I really don't like when a a parent runs over immediately, picks the kid up and starts feeding them an ice cream and brushing them and patting them on the head and, and taking the moment, the learning moment away. Uh, when my kids would fall down flat on the face, I would say, how you doing? Is there any blood? Okay, you good to go? Let's go. Rather than turning the moment into uh, helicopter parenting, I think you've got to let the moment happen and see how they process it. And if there's a way to tweak it a little bit so that in the mid to long term they benefit from that then a few words to shape the moment to some degree but they've got to feel the sting we have to feel the sting in life in order to get better at life mm -hmm. it's also an incremental step what is the what is how egregious is the situation right now and how, what are the ramifications is that kid going to come out of there stronger on the other end or have we created something where that kid is now in such fear that they're you know hiding and 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 this you know not being in class or or running away from school or whatever the case may be or are we looking at a situation that's that is so egregious that there's no longer growth involved with this and it's not going to build resilience but to the contrary it will affect their their self-confidence and do all this good stuff so for me it's all about the balance right but there has to be there has to be a certain amount of this. We also have to change, especially us older guys. We, we have to understand that the world as we knew it is no longer like so. Nowadays, when a kid gets bullied in school, these little these little these little dweeb that are doing the bullying are stabbing people at seven. You know, like it's no longer what it was. Like let's 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 stand square off and have a dust up. And let's move on from there and let's hang out this afternoon. So the, the situation has changed a lot. 
So just being devil's advocate here, like we need, we need, a, it has to be a balanced approach to this. Right now, we're completely the other way, mm-hmm. right? Like completely the other way. Let's protect as much as we can. And I always tell people this. I'm like, okay, how would you quantify your life with respect to adversity and how resilient would you say you are? And a lot of the times people will say, I had a really hard life. I did this X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, also you're a very balanced human being. You're doing well in life. You, you know, you're financially squared away. You're, 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 you're a good person, all of those things. How do you suspect those things are going to happen if you take all the adversity away from what made you, you? Is that's what parents are trying to do. It's like right. you're essentially trying to take all the things that made you who you are and take them away so that they don't feel that. So they'll never be you. They'll be little little brats that are, you know, spoiled and victim mentality and all this stuff. And so it's important to remind people of that. You are the way you are on account of the things that you went through. I think that applies to uh, to the the collective as a whole, right? So the the better we are as adults, the better, more balanced we are as adults, that is the type of person that we lead forward, right? So my kids, Sean's kids, the, the, they're, they're gaining from all of the knowledge and growth that we're now developing so that they're going to be more balanced and uh, managed human beings. But I think uh, you, you, you'd hit on the, hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the fact that bullying to a degree uh, I don't know if that needs to actually happen, but the difficulties do need to happen, yeah. right? The interpersonal differences need to happen. The um, learning how to communicate needs to happen. Unfortunately, you know, when kids don't, don't have the tools that usually dives into where excessive bullying and cyberbullying and that yeah. it like, it's, we are in a different world nowadays than back in the day for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it. I'm, it was just an example. I'm not saying. Oh, for sure. Oh, it was a great example. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was a great was example. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, my, I have kids who are on social, and um, you know, they'll they'll pout because somebody said something bad about them oh, gotcha. on the interwebs. You know, they'll pout, yeah. mm-hmm. and and I, I'll say, hold on a second. Uh, let me show you my phone here, since I have six hundred thousand followers on IG, <laughs> and show you one post and show you how many times I got freaking uh, snide comments sent to me, and you know what I say about it. I don't care. I don't care. Rub it I in. Don't care. They don't know you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Um, right. Any other I, thoughts? I got- yeah, I do. Uh, they might not know your. They might not know you very well, but your kids know you well, and that's the most important part. And and I'll draw a direct comparison to the now, right now. I'm at a drop zone uh, here on Vancouver Island, uh, jumping with a bunch of veterans. And I brought my youngest son out with me, Keegan. And uh, he's, he's been hanging around the drop zone for the last four days. And, and my boys never really heard too many of my back-in-the-day stories. They really don't know what I got up to, per se. They, they don't know how much of a troublemaker I was, I guess. And uh, but they're hearing some of these. He's hearing some of these stories over the last four days around some of my pals who are telling some wild things. And part of me is is kind of like, but part of me is happy that he's getting to hear these from someone else other than me, because then it makes it more tangible. It makes it more evidence based, as it were. And 
the interesting thing that uh, I've I've come to realize is, uh, and and my son relayed this to me uh, just a little while ago. One of the guys who knows me reasonably well, he was kind of chirping, and and uh, my son kind of looked at him and chirped back a little bit, and right away he looked at him and he said, "Oh, I see the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree," mm-hmm. and so. That's important, man. If you raise your kids well, they're going to stand their ground. They're going to hold their space. They're going to be confident to be able to look uh, a man who's, you know, 30 or 40 years older than them and say, hey, just hang on a sec. And it doesn't have to be a good big old confrontation. No one needs to get their butt kicked. But you got to hold people accountable. But to Pat's point, there's people who aren't worth being held accountable because they aren't going to listen. So you have to reserve your accountability for people who can gain from that accountability. For people who just want to chirp and then put their fingers in their ears, see you later. Yeah. 100%. Nailed it. Any, uh, any other thoughts before I jump into some comments here? Go ahead, Pat, bud. You're, you're like nodding like you got something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so we got, uh, here we go. Salty Jinx, this is from uh, earlier in the conversation. He says, basic dude stuff. Lead by example and build links and access to resources that helped you and let them fail or grow in their own time and, exp- in their own time and space. I love that. Show them the door. Mm-hmm. They got to walk through it. They got to be able to do all that good stuff, I think. Um, Doc C says, Buddhism's theory of not being attached works well in many case- cases. The path to liberation from suffering lies in recognizing and letting go of attachment. That is beautifully put. Mm. Uh, Doxy says, it's an interesting society tries to make everything important and tries to force you to engage in referring mainly to news and social media, but there are others. Another Seb bomb about bandwidth. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a key point I wanted to mention earlier. I forgot about it, but um, is that we we get attached to things that we get, that we want to get attached to. Right. And it is a choice to be attached to something. And if we think it's important, then it's because we think it's important. If we realize that at some point, hey, man, this isn't important. Okay. Let it go. It doesn't need to be held on to. Well, um, well, well, that's, we did talk about that, but let's not, uh, not reinforce the point of we, we choose the things that we attach to, but then we stop thinking about why we attach to it. That's is it point, positive yeah. or negative? You have to yeah. get, you have to keep pattern interrupting yourself on your path to understand the binary moment of optional or mandatory. Anything that's going to create positive growth is freaking mandatory. Yes. All the other optional stuff, whatever, man. I'm on the path of mandatory. And uh, it doesn't matter what it is. If I'm going to engage in it, it is not optional. I'm engaging in it because it is mandatory. So I just want to make sure we're reinforcing that point. And that reassessment needs to happen. Like you can't, you can't go on forever on the same track going, I'm, a, I'm on a path of growth because I started this like ages ago. Cause we know that being comfortable with being uncomfortable, like say, for example, you take somebody that's really used to do savage workouts at some point, your workouts to somebody else to program because you're so savage at doing your own savagery that you're now so comfortable that you've gotten comfortable. Like you're actually comfortable. It's, it's no longer than you're just comfortable with being uncomfortable is that you're actually comfortable. <laughs> so you need somebody else to take the rein for a bit to shake you out of your stupor. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I use this as an example, but metaphorically it applies absolutely everywhere. 
It, it doesn't. Most of the savages out there don't like to write poetry. So pattern interrupt yourself and go, 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 go and grow some roses. Go look after a garden. I mean, the, the, the sentence that's thrown out so casually, it's on a million T-shirts. Uh, it's, it's cool to be a warrior, but be a warrior in the garden. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to be a warrior in the garden. Bro, where's your garden? Where's your garden? Where, where's your flowers? What are you looking after besides the barbell? Uh, mm -hmm. I look at Pat, and uh, Pat is a, a great social media example of a basic dude who is three-dimensional, <laughs> you know? Three-dimensional, doing basic dude stuff, clipping the tomatoes, doing this, doing that. It's not all about changing tires and, and, and punching a heavy bag. Yeah. If you track Pat Mack, he's living a rich life, and he's challenging himself in ways that you can see are maybe not totally uncomfortable for him, but are out of the stereotypical norm of a hard charger. You know, uh, uh, a good a, a point on that too. Um, um, it's so good that you said that because, man, when it comes to personal growth, you know, and um, nourishing the mind, you know, getting outdoors and, and uh, uh, looking at the flowers and planting a garden is, uh, to me, it's, it's absolutely necess necessary. But I uh, a couple years ago I had a hard charger. He had some issues, some PTS and depression and stuff. And I invited him over. I gave him a, a, a kind of a three phase class, um, a, a mini photo class, a drawing class, and a bird watching class. Nice. And that was three three years ago. And he's still doing all of them now, you know. But there's just it, it, but it falls in line with that personal growth. Uh, but he's so much more. Uh, at peace with himself now he's still a hard charger he's still a badass uh but there's definitely a change in his in his psyche you know it, a positive change so yeah i'd encourage anybody to to do that stuff and, and you got you got smart start small it's not like you could be a farmer tomorrow you know build a little porch garden or you know a, a micro uh herb garden or something like that uh yeah right on man dig it I, I, and you know what's hilarious is uh Sometimes you've just got to be Jedi mind tricked, which my wife did to me. Right so I wasn't into it, man. I wasn't into this growing flowers and stuff like that. It just wasn't me or so I thought. Mm -hmm. And then my, my wife started saying, hey, can you just go out and water? Is, and then after a period of time, I'm now responsible for the watering. And I'm like, oh, man, like I got to go out and like, and now I've got a new hobby. So here's the truth of the matter. Here is the truth. Years later, I like to now I like to grow tomatoes. I don't think of them as my tomatoes, but they're my tomatoes. Right. So I swear, I swear yesterday I sent a, a DM to my uh, son and my wife uh, back at home in Rosalind. And uh, I said, hey, could you do me a favor? Could you water my tomatoes and make sure that <laughs> make sure the tree in that corner of the house and this and and I'm giving directions to my uh, to my son saying, can you please look after my stuff? I didn't have that stuff before, but now <laughs> it's mine. And I love it, man. I love growing my tomatoes. <laughs> so good. It is a great point. And anything that you can uh, bear the fruits of. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tallying up the micro winds, man. multidimensional micro winds. Absolutely. Exactly. And there's no better tomato than the one you picked from your plant. There's just no better wow. tomato than that. Uh, <clears throat> any other thoughts real quick before I uh, jump into some more of these? Hit it. Go. Okay. 
Uh, I got a really good question here that I think we should uh, definitely hit on. Chris K says, can you help a young adult who doesn't want to change? Most 20 somethings say they would do anything to get a tier one uh, to like their pick yet. Won't do 22 pushups with me for a guaranteed like on Instagram. So that's, that's so freaking tough because I, I own a couple of those. Yeah. I own a couple of those. Those yeah. twenty year olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough, man. So I'm gonna talk. think about it because I, okay. I know I've given them advice, but I'm gonna think about it. Somebody else. All right. Yep. Anybody else? Seb so, or Sean? I guess I guess for me the question always is the same. You know, for us to assume that they don't want to change is a little bit defeatist sometimes. And I think that because there is resistance to change, we came to we come to the conclusion that they don't want to change. And so that's that's easier on us. It is it eases the burden. Well, I don't want to change anyways. I can't do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. So the question then becomes: if you if there's some influence to be had on that person, or if you have influence over that person, how will you figure out a way to help them come to the same conclusion without imposing it? Like that is the true question. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about what I can't. I can't control the external factors, which are all they're responding to certain things. And I'm not suggesting that if you're, you're going to invest a whole bunch of times in people that don't want to do better or be better, because if you start doing that, you're going to go, it's a fast road to nowhere. But if, that, if there's a vested interest in that person for whatever reason, by way of relationship or whatever, you need to figure out a way to get to where they want. So if that's, if that's what they want, but they are going wrong about doing it, then you're going to have to figure out a way to articulate how you can reach the goal that they set for themselves in incremental in an incremental way and do so by taking one step at a time in the right direction, moving forward with some forward momentum. Once they start experiencing this, I correlate this to people that start working out that never really worked out before. Once they start seeing the progress and the results, man, it's so much easier to steer them in that direction and this direction and that direction, but they need to, they need to taste it. It'd be like having an entire conversation about chocolate cake and them never having had any, you know, it makes it all theoretical and it's all up there, but they really, they, it's not tangible for them. Mm -hmm. Like that. Anything else? The, yeah. The one, the one thing I would say to Chris K and he probably does this. I'm not uh, you know, trying to be presumptuous here or not, but, but leading by example, generation Zers are tough nut to crack. They're very enough to, to, to not to, to, to crack because they've always had they've always known how to swipe right you know they've always had a device in their hands they're 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 um and they live in in a day and an age where uh instant fame is possible because they see it happening all around them uh, -huh. uh and because i i like i said i own a couple of those so my parenting um style is just leading by example my kids never see me idle they never see me like sitting on the couch watching a football game with a rack of beer and a, and a bag of chips or anything like that. They see me going from as soon as the sun comes up until the sun goes down. Uh, and But they also see me chilling out whenever I have the opportunity. And I make the example of, you know, this is, this is called um, freedom through discipline. I'm allowed to do this because <clears throat> I've worked my freaking ass off. You know, I am, I am financially sound. Uh, you are not, <laughs> uh, you need to get a part-time job. <clears throat> uh, but it's, it, so it's a tough one. Um, 
but I think they're lead by example. And what I'll do with them too is, you know, they always see me doing things, but they're never going to ask me, Hey, can I do that with you? Because of the age, you know, when they were, of course, 12, 13, 14, they would ask, but now, you know, they don't have the time for it. So I always just throw it out there. Hey, I'm going to do this thing. If you want to do it with me. Um, so I'm not going to push them. You know, I just say, I just leave the option open for them. And sometimes they bite and sometimes they go, wow, I'm so glad I did this thing with you, whatever it is. Uh, other times it's mandatory, you know, like, Hey, we got to go through your car. We got to, uh, I got to, uh, we have to revisit changing a tire. This is not optional. You know, we, we have to do this thing. So yeah, lead by example. And you're probably doing that, but I think that's, that's the biggest one with those young generations ears. Yeah. Tough, man. There, there, there is another uh, option. And uh, I was speaking with a guy yesterday about it. He, his career, his career path, uh, he was in tier one. And he was talking to me about his kids and other guys' kids uh, at his age. And he's quite a bit younger than I am. And we were talking about how it's important for other men to be able to mentor other men's kids. Mm-hmm. And so he said something to me along the lines of, have you ever read the, I think it's called the Gunfighter series by Stephen King, maybe. And um, in, in that, I don't know the series. I've never read the, the books, but he talked about how there, it was important for the gunfighter to identify the second father uh, for that son. So as a father, you started looking for other fathers to mentor your kid through the gunfighter trajectory, whatever that is. And uh, I said, whoa, I've never read it, but now that you mentioned it, it sounds familiar. And uh, I believe in one of my live podcasts, uh, just my goofy little IG podcast, uh, we were talking about uh, something, I was talking about something, and someone said, hey, you know what? You remind me of Roland. I don't Mm -hmm. know who Roland is. Uh, And uh, and I said, okay, cool. And then a a few other people chirped in and said, yeah, you're Roland, you're Roland, you're Roland. I was like, okay, I'm Roland. I don't know what we're talking about, but carry on. And so I said to this guy, yeah, I've been accused of maybe being a Roland. Is that good? And uh, and he said, yeah, you kind of are, man. And that's I don't know what that means nowadays, but I do know this, that I look for other gunfighters in my world that can help shape my kids. And that is why I have my 18 year old out here right now being surrounded by legends, awesome, rad people who are adventurous and living full lives to somehow raise my son. He did his fifth jump uh, yesterday with some margin and chargers. And man, I couldn't be happier. I watched it from the ground. And I mean, it's uncomfortable to have your boy jump out of a plane if you're not there with them. But, you know, you got to cut the string sometime. And if you're going to cut the string, cut it with good man. Dude, so good, Sean. You know, um, I would not be the person I am today without that second father. When I was 16 years old, my dad 100% approved. Me too. My, dad was, my dad was a great guy, but he loved that I had this other adult, you know, who was teaching me just how to yeah, be pal. tougher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's actually very much like, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like the, uh, the, oh, and there goes my camera for some reason. Um, it's like uh-huh. the Padawan uh, Jedi master relationship, right? You, it's you're an unknown person and now you're all of a sudden that person's teacher so i think it's uh very much 
<laughs> very helpful to find a mentor when you're young that isn't your father it gives you an outside view of things and it's easier because you know when it's parents nobody wants to listen to your parents but if that dude says it okay okay <laughs> they could be saying the exact same thing right mm -hmm. so it uh, there there is another important aspect to this it's a little bit richer or deeper than that and i'm not saying that anyone hasn't considered it i think we all understand this the moment that i identify the second father that second father is now responsible to raise my children and you know what he's going to do? Because I picked the right guy. He's going to pick up his freaking pace because he knows that he because he knows that's what I expect. Because he expects the same of me if I'm the second father for his children. So I know my children are going to be raised right, and I know he's going to raise his game. And I think what, that is how the collective does better. We do our best. We ask others to do their best on our behalf, and as a whole, we all move it up. Hundred oh. uh, percent. I got a ton of other comments here. I'm not going to go into them because we'd be here for another five six minutes. Uh, I do really appreciate all the comments here. It is awesome. I'm going to put this one up here as a one final thought because it is excellent, and then we'll run down the the table to get some final thoughts here. Winterstorm four two seven says a blade is forged in fire and water. You need each to make it hard and sharp. One without the other is useless. Mm -hmm. I think it goes to basically everything we've said today and everything that's been in the comments. <laughs> it's the, I got to say comment of the night. I'm just saying it right there. Sorry, everybody. Um, let's do some final thoughts on the, on personal growth and the collective and the intersection of those two things and everything else that we've talked about. Zach. Well, first off, thank you everyone. I think, um, you know, I learned from each and every one of you daily. So appreciate all of you. And uh, to the comments, thank you. So, again, it's it's a it's a journey, but you know you can stay stuck in the oh I'm forever learning, and I just gotta take it slow, and you'll never grow. You you just gotta get started. And uh, uh, thanks for the reminder every day, gents. Thank you. Right Our pleasure on. having you, buddy. Uh, Seb, yourself, final thoughts? Yeah, man. Whatever it is that you this you decide to take on, get it going. Get it going. Life is what's happening while you think about what you're going to do about it. Take a step, even ever so, ever, ever so small, it really doesn't matter. Forward momentum is what we're after, and it needs to start yesterday. Absolutely. Pat, final thoughts? Um, one, of my, one of the sayings I, I, I tell people is, uh, if you cloned yourself yesterday, can you kick your clone's ass tomorrow? And that's both, you know, phys figuratively, figuratively as well. You know, so it, it just like uh, Zeb was saying there, it's, it's small incremental steps. It's rungs of the ladder. You know, that, that, that top rung is very ambitious. You got to hit all these intermittent, intermediate rungs before you hit that top rung. Absolutely. Sean, final thoughts? Yeah, I'd like to tie into all of the, the comments just now in the sense that lots of people hear me say on the regular, I'm going to go kick that ass. I love kicking ass, man. But someone challenged me on the drop zone there the other day and, and said, why, why do you want to just kick everyone's ass? I was like, oh, bro, you've got it flippity flopped. The ass that I'm kicking is mine. When I say I like kicking ass, I'm kicking my freaking ass. But by kicking my ass, you can expect that I'm going to kick your ass. So get with the program, pick up the pace, kick your arse a little bit and see where it takes you. I think that's a uh, absolutely fantastic point. And again, if he had his mic, I guess, again, you, you could drop it right now if you really wanted to. Uh, <laughs> or did you already ditch it? 
I broke it yesterday, so that's why I'm on my uh, little wireless yeah. headphones. That's it's awesome. fantastic. But uh, I do I do really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great conversation. I know we're just, again, scratching the surface on this. An hour is really not enough time to dive into this broad of a subject, but we're going to, I think I might keep this one up for a little while and we can kind of discuss it as the days progress. So mm-hmm. I do really appreciate it. It's been great. <clears throat> and to all the comments, I will... Uh, I didn't see any questions in there for sure, but uh, if there are, I'll save them and bring them up on another uh, on another show. So, as we all you know learn about our own personal growth and journey, we can then build ourselves into the the servants that the collective needs. And we do that all together here on the collective. We'll see y'all tomorrow, Chimo. Chimo. <laughs>